0: Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends. Welcome to JCB Live Happy Hour. To symbolize our happy hour, woo! welcome to our guests. Today we're welcoming the JCB 24, a very radiant and adventurous wine. Cheers to all of you being with us. We have an incredible, fascinating, talented, entrepreneurial guest today. Believe it or not, his family came in the late 1800s from Italy. How many of us dreamed to have Italian grandparents settled in the United States and lived the American dream? Coming with an Italiano accento maravilloso. And they really started to build an incredible business that our very good friend Pete Segesio have multiplied. And after many years of fantastic success, he had another dream to create another fantastic company named The Journeyman. He will tell us all about it. Him and his wife, Kathy really represents the essence of what the California dream is all about. Love, passion, dedication, steward of the land, and of course, action. This is the key of life, is to meet great entrepreneurs, to share their dream and their passion, and to inspire all of us. Welcome, Pete! Buonasera! Buonasera! Welcome, Pete! Buonasera! Buonasera. John Charles, how are you? Well, I'm delighted. You see, when a Frenchman is with a fabulous Italian man, uh, descent, even more, the best of both worlds, Italy, and the United States, I'm very excited. It's so good to see you.
1: Oh, it's great to be with you. Great to be. So, with you.
0: where are you today? What is this beautiful scenery you have behind you?
1: I am. Uh, I am in uh, my kitchen. So we. we um, yeah, it's it's a little little warm outside today, and uh, at our facility, the the U- You never know when the USDA inspector is going to show up. So it, it is best to, uh, to do these uh, interviews where we talk about the secrets of, uh, of our salami with, uh, without the inspectors around. So this is a safe area to talk about talk about what we do in this current, current wonderful project we're, we're working with.
0: Well, it's, it's great to keep the secret among us and we'll make sure that all the friends listening will keep it too. <laughs> so Pete, well, first we should have a toast online As you were coming in, I had a JCB, uh, you know, Napa Valley Bubbles from 2016, but I think we should toast with a very important wine from the Rhone River to welcome you, to bring you back your historical roots. This is a wine from Condrieu. So cheers to you. We're going to be tasting a Viognier together. I think, as I'll talk about the wine in a moment, it's a marvelous opportunity to give everybody your unbelievable family legacy to start with.
1: It, it um, you know, it's through the whole process of, of um, you know, what we have all lived through over the past ninety to hundred days, and and you and you look at the the rebel spirits of Americans. And you know, it took a very special immigrant to leave to leave Europe, to leave Italy. And our our families, whether they were French on your side or Italian on my side, it was the courageous ones that that came to America. And so I I, I look at I look at the Italians that came and the French that came and the Irish that came, all of the European immigrants that came me were the best of their homelands they were the ones with the most guts to take a chance on a new country and uh, you know we we all of that 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 heritage is not rebels but it's a very strong very strong passionate almost defiant um, defiant belief and spirit that we will succeed here and that is i think that is more evident with the country today it, we all are a very passionate uh, country, and, and we, will, uh, we will get through all of this that, that we have, I think, more, easy, more easily than the other countries in the world. I am very proud to be an American of Italian descent, and uh, I think we all come from very special places, and, and all of our heritage are, are, are just so beautiful and so important. Uh, to the melting pot that America is and what makes it. So, um, my, my grandparents came from uh, Northern Italy and Southern Italy uh, back in 1892, and then earlier on in 1860. So, my, my mother's side of the family is Pasolacqua, which means Pass the Water. And uh, they were from, the, the Passalacqua family is, is uh, from Southern Italy, uh, from the Campania region. And he was, uh, Francesco Passalacqua was, was a cook in the gold fields. And he took his earnings uh, from the gold fields and bought land here in Sonoma County. And I still live on the ranch that he purchased for 10 gold coins back in 1896 but so we're still farming that land from my mother's side of the family. And then the, the side of the family that's probably more famous is the Segazio side. Eduardo Segazio was the, was the youngest son of the family, decided to come to America in 1886, and he worked for Italian-Swiss colony, which at its time was just a grouping of Italian and Swiss immigrants in northern Alexander Valley. And... He, he came at the request of Pietro Rossi. Pietro Rossi was the founder of Italian Swiss Colony, and he needed good young winemakers to come and lead his winery. And so um, the the name Journeyman is is where it's, it's learning a trade in exchange for hospitality. And Eduardo came, already knew how to make wine, but he had to learn to make wine in America. And he basically was a Journeyman winemaker. He came, he had... Three room and board for uh, six years. At the end of his two, three-year contract periods, he was going to go back home and marry his childhood sweetheart. And his boss said, Keiko Zafai, what are you gonna do? Aspecta, wait, wait. I have two beautiful nieces coming over in a couple of months. Your girlfriend back home may not love you anymore. She may not make it through immigration. <laughs> I'm marry one of my nieces. And by the way, I will sell you some land at a reasonable price.
0: Well, it stays at least in the family that way, right?
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, my, my father was always... Uh, my father. If, if ever I dated a girl in my younger days, if ever I dated a girl that was from a farming family that had acreage, that always got the thumbs up from my dad. My dad oh. always told me to, to date a girl that, that came from a, a, a wine family or a vineyard family. So anyway, it was... My father always made me laugh, but um, the boss sold them 56 acres at the home ranch in 1896. Uh, and that was the beginning uh, of, of us as grape growers on the Subisio side, started the winery in 1902. Uh, we were one of, uh, one of the oldest wineries in the county and uh, the younger generation really uh, it was emblematic uh, symbolic of what uh, of the changes that happened throughout all of the California industry, taking antiquated production facilities, taking the old bridles and moving things to a more modern level with smaller tank fermentation, all stainless steel, all small barrique, moving right away from the redwood tanks that were the dominant uh, storage vessels in the 50s and 60s. And moving everything to a more modern uh, way to ferment, age, and market wine. And um, at age 25, uh, 22 onward, uh, we were in full control of the winery. And it was one of the few old wineries that had new management, new control. And we we hit things perfect with the evolution of California wine. And it helped move, uh, move Sagazio to be one of the the top, uh, the, the top companies of its time and of its day. And, you know, I, I think what's, you asked me um, what inspires me. I know we we've talked about that in the past. And I, I think what inspires any entrepreneur is, is how to make impactful change, how to make real change, how to build something that is, that where people see the odds stacked against you, and you just want to find a way to make it work. And I, I think that is the, that's the the—that's the great thing for me has been to be a part of real growth, real change, real evolutionary change at a time when the wine industry was changing and the current was going with us. To ride that current and be a part of that change is an incredible rush. And that I love being a part of that. And I see where we are right now um we our, our family decided to it was a good opportunity for our family to move on and uh sell the family business i was 48 and um a baby was, huh
0: you were a baby so you were ready to do something else
1: exactly i was too young jean charles i was too young and you know my first internship was with dario Cecchini. Dario Cicchini is one of the greatest uh, butchers in the world. He's also one of the greatest men in the world and just such a, a passionate, wonderful human being. And uh, it seems like every Italian it, it has to memorize and learn Dante's Inferno. And, you know, one of the key sayings in Dante's Inferno is that when Dante was going through that, he was halfway through life. And... and when you're working with Dario spiritually, he brings out Dante's Inferno, and you keep thinking, "I'm halfway through life." So that's how I look at it: is is the meat business, uh, which is seeing impactful change about sourcing and truly making more European-style charcuterie salumi. Um, you know, our product well, is barely our, our product is is the most truest example of European salumi or charcuterie in America because of Smaller batch fermentation, lower temperature fermentation, longer aging. Well,
0: so, Pete, you got to explain now more in details, but I think what we got to do, you see, I've cut a few pieces. What has been very exciting with Pete, dear friends, as he transitioned, after selling successfully his business, he reinvented himself to one of his first love, as he's just explained, that in... Found the inspiration in Italy to start the Journeyman Meat Company. So, Pete, I think we've got to taste something meanwhile we're talking because I'm salivating. Look, the garden was very generous, so I have the cucumber, the carrots, the onions, little tomatoes, and I have all your incredible recipe and some of them, in fact, that we made together. So I'd love for you, as you're cutting your beautiful you know uh, Pinocchio there to tell us in three words about the first wine we just had because nobody cannot forget that you're a wine expert so give us three words that come to your mind. I,
1: I think the 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 Condorou is just wonderful uh, baked apple it has a wonderful baked apple component um so baked apple and I would say there's a, a, a limestone, there's a limestone um, sweetness uh, to the, the body of this wine that is just beautiful. And I think, uh, I think American wines love to try to have that trait, that limestone mineral component but it's, it's not a harsh limestone, it's a sweet limestone, and it's just beautiful.
0: Thank you. And then, so Pete, as you're cutting, explain how you build that transition, as I'm gonna serve the next wine, the Chateauneuf-du-Pape, because I'm a big fan of Rome, with your incredible creations here. I think they go magically together. But as you open the bottle, You know, a lot of people today are looking for inspiration. You touched on it, but please develop on your inspiration and how you got started, again, in a new business with such a great positioning, great success, uh, because we are doing a lot of great things together. Since we bought the Oakville Grocery, I want everybody to know the five unbelievable salumi that you could taste, or saucisson, are made by Pete and his incredible team in his great production facility in Geyserville, which is north of Hillsburg in lovely Sonoma. So, Pete, tell us about what inspired you and how you got started again. Because you're a serial entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, that, I, yes, yes, serial entrepreneur. It's tough on marriages, John Charles, but my wife is, uh, we've been married 27 years and God bless her for putting up with me.
0: So, yeah, she uh, called me before the interview, and she said, "Please make sure, make sure he says that because without me, nothing would have happened." <laughs> <laughs> Kisses, um, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know, my my father always wanted me to learn how to make prosciutto, and my father was the one that first taught me how to make uh, salamete. You know, these these little these little uh, salamis. Uh, This would be uh, salamete, uh, meaning a small salami. And, um, and so it was my father's, you know, it was him teaching me uh, how to make salami the first time when I was, I I must've been 12 or 13 years old. And the old Italian family farming community, which we really saw Diaserville North, so Northern Alexander Valley, they would always have one or two hogs that they would harvest after harvest. And so come November or early December, we would all harvest the family hog. We would butcher the hog, we would make uh, fresh sausage, and then a portion of it, we would make into little salamenta. And we would, back in the olden days, we were using higher percentages of salt. And so that would allow the salami to just cure and dry
0: that yes.
1: and, and in the winter months uh, in Alexander Valley in the old cellars, uh, our cellars back then were built back the turn of the century. They're very cold, but they're higher humidity. And so it works well to, uh, to, uh, to make sal- salami. So that's when you saw the Italians and the old farming families do it. They make press sausage, but, but a portion was made into salami. But my dad always wanted me to learn professionally how to do it and also how to do whole
0: muscle. Yeah. So, in your roots, in your DNA, and so it was a child dream to do this.
1: Yes, it was a it was a it was a dream that uh, that continue, started as a child, but it, it's a dream that can continue to gnaw on me uh, every year in the wine industry. You know, every year in the in the wine industry, we we had taken Sagesio to what we thought was the highest level, and there wasn't the evolutionary or the expansive changes. I, I found it more challenging to be running a company that was now on top, as opposed to a company that was fighting against the odds and trying to go up. And um, so it just that wanting to learn professionally how to do it was always something that I began working on, trying to learn more. And I just never had the time. So after the sale, uh, I was able to be able to go uh, to Italy, and I, I worked for Dario for two months, and then was able to work with the Marini family after working with Dario. But I worked with the Marini family every February for five years. The Marini is out of Florence, one of Italy's oldest, uh, Salumificio, one of their oldest, the one of the oldest salumi producers in, in northern Italy, and you just learned how they make it fermentation regimes uh, and the aging regimes, the conditions, temperatures, it's the same as what I learned from Marini. So our product, most most people don't know this, but the similarities between salumi or charcuterie wine, very similar. Ultimately, what drives quality is the highest quality ingredients. How are all of those ingredients uh, manicured and farmed and taken care of and preserved? but it's also uh, how much sugar you add, what's the bacteria that you use, we ferment. Salami is a fermented product, so we ferment. Uh, most people in America ferment at 90 to 100 degrees, which exponentially makes the salami go very fast. So I when see. You, when you taste tangy salami, that means it was fermented fast. And we'd like, uh me, uh, it's like the difference between barrel fermented Chardonnay and stainless steel fermented Chardonnay. The stainless steel fermented Chardonnay tends to be very simple. A barrel fermented Chardonnay would need yeast, much longer, slower process, but that's right. A lot more um, nuances, a lot more butteriness, a lot more, a lot more nuttiness, a lot more layers of complexity. And that's what you see when you have a longer, slower fermentation with, with salami. Uh, your pore size is smaller, so smaller pores means it's going to age longer. So you know, people, the big guys can make a chub like this in 12 days. For us, a journeyman, it takes us 30 days. So you know, 30-day
0: process. But Pete, just for our friends, this is an amazing story. So you take your passion, because obviously meat became your passion, right? Yes. You went to Italy. To the people you knew, and you said, "Hire me for a few months a year. Let me discover your secrets, and then, you know, you learn everything. And then you decided to start your own business after that. Is it? Is it how it worked?"
1: Yes, it. it it's yes. That Jean Charles. That's that's how it worked. It was. That's amazing. You know, it was. We were lucky to have wonderful relationships. Um, with family and professional relationships from the wine world, that that got me connected with Dario and got me connected with Marini. Uh, those relationships came from um, our relationships that we that our family has in, in Italy. And um, it, it is you, you are um, you you are against uh, big industry. Um, You are against big industry in the meat world more so than the wine business. You know, one of the great things I admire about you and your companies is that you preserve the small artisan, ultra high quality brands. Thank you. And and that's all we're trying to do with Journeyman is, is is drive quality, 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 and make a wonderful artisanal brand. But the there is no in the industry. There is no um, favoritism for the small producer. It's of thousands of dollars on on um, validation studies and uh, things to support the products that we make. Uh, it's incredibly expensive, and it's very very challenging to, to do that, and so, you know, I, I think USDA, from a USDA standpoint, um, you know, we push the limits. We push, we have to show that we can have the, the pH in meat due to fermentation, because we're producing acid with the fermentation. We have to drop the pH within 48 hours uh, to under 5.3, and most people will add a lot of sugar and use the, the most commercial, uh, commercially efficient bacteria to make that fermentation change. That makes tangy, boring salami. So but when you do it with the true Italian cultures and you use different strains of sugar that are less powerful, but it's for quality, then you run into the risk of, of the salami not, not meeting the USDA requirements, and then you have to throw it out. So there's a lot of challenges, to thread the needle, to have it be legal but, but, but be true in the European character, it's, it's very challenging, but that's, that's what is a rush, that's what fun.
0: Well, Pete Segejo is known how to be persistent, have discipline, and is in constant search of quality. That's why, Pete, I was so excited when I heard you started The Journeyman. And I think we need to taste and you need to describe a little bit the products, because what would you recommend with a Chateauneuf Pape? So I have them all. So, dear friends, Pete has made an incredible selection for the Audeville Grocery, and I'm excited about it because Pete had the brilliant idea to say to us, Jean-Charles, what about if we add a little bit of one of your wine for each of those? part of the recipe to add your character, your personality, and the personality of the winery. And Pete, you know what what I'm so admirative is all the steps you followed. It could be managed by a large firm, but you represent quality. And I'd like to say to everybody listening, the journeyman is the charcuterie, the meat you need to have. Because always remember, One of my favorite philosophers of the 19th century is Savara. He said, tell me what you eat, and I'll tell you who you are. And I think it's so important. When I taste the saucisson, the finocchiana, and obviously the Italian salami, I vibrate, Pete, of excitement. So you see me shaking, and it's a food orgasmic moment. So give us that moment right now because you know all of us here in the kitchen are looking at me and they're jealous because I'm tasting. So maybe Pete, do you want to start with the Italian saucisson?
1: Yeah, I think the I think the the saucisson, uh stack is a classic uh French recipe and it's just salt, pepper, garlic, and and your wine, uh, the passion. But you know, I I love the I love the, um, the smoothness and the silkiness of uh, all four of these. Uh, all four of these charcuterie will have the silkiness and the smoothness, and will not exhibit the the, the terrible tang that you see with most um, American salumi. Well, and I
0: came close to the camera, Pete, because I want people to understand the details of that beautiful piece of meat. So explain how it's made. And I know we have a few images that will as well be shown of your incredible facility that you've built from scratch that is mind-boggling and so quality-oriented because people need to be very cautious of what they put in their mouth and this is quality, dear friends. This is the top. So, well, tell us this, about it.
1: So, this is this is all uh, heritage pork. It's all uh, Duroc, so it's all purebred pork, and it's from a combination of farms from Northern California, Northern Washington State, and Western Iowa, and. It's primarily, uh, it, it's, it's going to be the whole shoulder, the front shoulder of the animal. And these are all pasture-raised animals. And then the fat, the white, uh, is pack fat. And it's not, it's a specific farm called, called Klingaman Ranch out of Northern Washington. And the fat, the fat, the Italians will tell you the fat is almost more important than the meat. The fat, if you, use cor- if you use corn-raised hogs, the fat is more malleable. What we have found is that to, to get the driest and the fat that is the firmest and the most pearly white, it's from barley-finished hogs up along the Canadian border. There's more barley up in the northern part of the U.S., and so barley-finished hogs for the fat component, which is about 18% of the, of the mixture, um, that's that, uh, and we experimented for over two years. But that is the is the best fat in the country, and um, it, it is high quality fat. Costs more than meat. It, it's that rare to be able to use this one specific fat source, and um, you know the the spices with salami, ten uh, percent is going to be. Spice ingredients or non port ingredients. So, when we look at the wine, we look at the salt, the pepper, um, the fennel, whatever the spice components that we use, those spices are going to range from anywhere from 8 to 12%. Um, and that, if you go above 12%, then the salami won't bind. But, okay. the salami like sosi song sec, very simple, that they're going to be 6 7%. Oh. Of 12%. But then soprasata, which is going to have calabrian chili, sweet smoked paprika, uh, more complexity, more ingredients. That that uh, that spice level is going to be more. But one of the neat things is that in all of our salami, they're all made with local wines. Obviously, the Oakville ones are made with wines from from your family, jean Charles. But they're all at about two percent. So two
0: percent
1: of the by weight it being wine. When that 2% is dehydrated 35, 40%, and that's how much liquid we lose from the drying and aging process, that salami is going to, if we start, if we if we stuff a chub at 11 ounces raw, we end up with the chub at about six and a half ounces. So it's a good 40, 45% weight loss from the aging process.
0: So that's a very large amount.
1: Wow. it concentrates, concentrates that wine. So that wine really comes through as an important ingredient, flavor ingredient in the final process. And, and, and you know,
0: Pete, I need to tell you, I sent it to my parents who make their own saucisson with their friends, as you know, in Burgundy, and they were elated by the wine you created. The Italian salami is the favorite with that JCB passion of the Cabernet, the Cap Franc and the Merlot. They obviously loved as well, I need to tell you. And I'd love your opinion on the Chateau du Pape, of course, which is Grenache and Syrah, Morvedre, and a little bit of Sanso. I'd love your your ultimate pairing for this wine. What do you think is the best of your salami to go with it? I
1: Jean-Charles, I haven't tried the Gigondas, but I think, you know, with the, with the grip that the that the chateauneuf de Pop has, I think the Finocchiona or the Parmigiana Porcini uh, one, uh, because of the higher tannin in the Chateauneuf, I think the Parmigiana Porcini or the Finocchiona both would be incredible with it. I like the, you know, I, I don't know if you can see it with my camera, but this is um, gorgeous. You can see the yellow. The white is the is the back fat from Clayton. Clinam- yeah. Washington State, but you can see the yellow, that is a chunk of Parmesan cheese. And yes. um, that's cool. I think that's.
0: Just to show everybody how consistent you are. And you know what I'm going to do? What the hell? I'm on a diet. Oh. <laughs> uh, mm. Mm.
1: But we put a lot of the cheese in this one. We love it. Love it.
0: Chewy powerful, very flavorful, and I love the idea of the parmesan together. Mm. So Pete, as we are talking, and we're gonna taste the last wine, we have a few more minutes, explain everyone what inspires you. Because your introduction was incredible and you gave so many great advice and suggestions and lessons of life. I've always found you, as I've known you for, I must say, close to 20 years now, seeing you speak publicly at tables, winemaker events, and you're always very inspirational. So tell everyone, what, what drives you? What inspires you?
1: I, I think, um, John Charles, say, I, what inspires me is, is not to do something that can't be done it's to build something. I think we're, I I think, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's in you, you you like to build something, You, you like to create something. And when, in my previous life, to have an idea of the wine that we want to make and then plant the vineyard and have that come to fruition six, seven years later is a rush because you're, you're planting the vineyard, you're thinking of the concept of the wine, you're thinking of the label. But that is the same thing with salumi, because we, we know our raw ingredients. We can, we can move those raw ingredients. We, 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 we still haven't tried any dried fruit in salumi. And that's... that's for our club that's something we're working on for some of our club releases for next for next year we're working right so now so the club
0: is named the journeyman meat and it's a it's a every other month right and you ship meat all across the, the united states and the world
1: it's uh, every quarter john charles it's it's like this but it, it would have two two chubs one one new chub one new recipe and one of our our course selections so are coming off doing some wonderful r d with russian river brewery I, i'm sure you know those folks uh, very well of, you know incredible incredible uh beer and so we have a wonderful pliny the salumi coming in september so anytime you have the what i guess what inspires me is the opportunity to make something new and and give it to give it to the marketplace um, and our meat guild is, is just a wonderful uh, way to give our, our members and our friends R&D products, products that have not been out there, uh, that are made just for them. But to create four new products a year, that's, that's what I love. When you're, when you're able to build new things and along with taking care of, of your existing uh, core selection of, 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 of meats, it's just, uh, I love you. So
0: what inspires you is creation. Yeah. So as we're not going to be able to try them all, describe one more that you love and you're the most proud of, of all the salumi you have in front of you. And I'm going to get my court for on the next one.
1: I think the, um, uh, the finocchiona is probably the, the one I'm most proud of from a European standpoint. I, I know the, the consulate general, the Italian consulate general of San Francisco has said it's the greatest pinocchio that he's tried in America, but, um, and, and, you know, wild fennel is grown all over, grows all over Sonoma County and Napa for that matter. Um, and so it is, uh, always a favorite, but, uh, I, I really, if I had to choose, if I'm on a desert aisle, aisle John Charles, I, and I have to choose between the finocchiana, the sack, or the soprasada I'm probably going to go with the soprassata. Um The soprasada has, uh, you know, it's, what's funny is the older I get, the more, the more I like spice. I'm not crazy about ghost peppers, and, and you know, the new generation really likes a lot of heat, I don't want that much heat, but I find as I'm getting older, I like things a little bit spicier. And so the Suprasada, more and more over time, is where I'm my own palate is drifting to yeah,
0: I agree with you. So I'm I'm a little worried here. Besides Salumi on a desert island, would you have Kathy as well? Or 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 is the Salumi more important? I no, forgive I, me, I didn't hear too well.
1: Kathy, always number one on oh,
0: first. Excellent. <laughs> then, <And> so, <laughs> then, so. <laughs> well, this one is amazing. I agree. So, now I just poured a Gigondas, and and you know, Pete, you may not know this house that you tasting today, Maison Boishaud, is one of the oldest Rhone Valley house founded in the nineteenth century, and this house has been producing the first barrels of the Rhone Valley, as well as one of the most spectacular Gigondas, Château du pape and, of course, Southern Rhone. So I'd love to get your opinion on the last wine. And then I'm going to ask you two more exciting questions, if it's okay with you. I think the wine, this one has a wonderful...
1: Uh, blueberry, cherry, uh, black cherry, currant fruit component that is very dominant. Really beautiful. Um, it has uh, great structure. It, it, it seems to have slightly softer tannin. Big wine still, and uh, it, it's it's very it's a very strong fruit component. I love that. I, I really love that a lot.
0: So, thank you so much, Pete. And I'm so glad it's it's very distinct, and I'm so glad we will finish as well with one of your wine just right after, which is your family estate, Zinfandel. But before that, you've talked about inspiration, you've talked about passion, you've talked about your origin, your roots, you've talked about your sense of entrepreneurship, of family. Pete, you're very wise as you as I've always had this image of you as wise and thoughtful, what message would you have for others during this time and for the younger generation in general who like you have big ideas?
1: I think it is, um, I, I, I think we are all in this together. Uh, there is nothing more true than what we are living through to know that we are all in this together. And we all need to I, I you know I, I look back, I think we were all getting a little bit over our skis, a little bit too far. Yeah. And I think we need to, we need to remember we've we got to help bring everybody along all in this together, and and we have to be, uh, not forgiving, but we just, we, we all just, I, I think we all have to be a little more patient, and I think this pandemic, I think, is grounding all of us to, to, to just, we have to be a little more patient, we have to that's get it. along, we have to, you know, see each other's side on things, and just try to help move the ball down the field for all of us, you know, that's all.
0: Well said. Well said. And taking our time to spend time at the family table, have discussions like you had, I'm sure, with your grandfather, your parents, you as a child, and, and spending time with generations, with cousins, and, and giving time, time to get to know one another and to spend time literally the way we... We very fortunately, you and I, were raised in farms or on estates or vineyards, and we have this connection to nature, this connection to one another. And, and I think that's a very good advice. Pete, I have one more question and I think you should pour your last wine and the fantastic Zinfandel that you have in front of you because everybody ought to know if you don't already know, Pete has been literally the most iconic maker of Zinfandel in California. And I've learned Zinfandel, luckily, by drinking a lot of his wines, older vines, younger vines. And you probably know Zinfandel was brought in the United States by the Count of Buena Vista in the late 1850s and has been really the Italian-based but U.S.-produced fantastic grape variety of all time. And we don't produce Zinfandel anywhere else. So as you tell us about your last wine, which is... A Zinfandel, and I'll let you describe it. Pete, give us your, the dream now, because the theme always of our JCB Live is let's share our passion and let's share our dreams. Give us as well, in addition to the wine, the dream that you have not yet accomplished, that you wish to do.
1: Um, there is uh, you know, probably the it is, there's probably two, Jean-Charles. One is, one is to... Journeyman is to help train an artisan in exchange for hospitality. And with the pandemic, there, we, we haven't been able to have um, people come from the old world. We, we started out with... What, each year, we the original concept, and, and, the, and we were doing it, to have 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 a candidate come from Italy or France and take care of them for a year. They learn our way of making meat in America, and then they go back.
0: And That's we great. Had,
1: we had Samuele well, Grigioni, who was one of Dario's um, men in his cutting room, and he joined us. We had him here for a year. We took care of him. We, incredible. And um, with the pandemic, we we, we had. Uh, another candidate we were going to bring but weren't able to do that with, with what is kit um, so I want to make sure we get back and, and make that really happen and um, and, and we, we want to we want to do that with American kids as well we, we want to bring in um, someone that we can help a better person, teach them a skill and, and help move things up and have, help, have, help them move their career up. Because Congratulations.
0: So helping yeah. others, exchanging know-how, savoir-faire, and really bring that up to the next generations.
1: To the next generation. My, my, my father would always have uh, exchange students from Italy, France, Switzerland, that would come live with us for a year and then go home but they would, but then they're friends forever. So when our kids are older, our kids go there. So with Marini, we, we, are, we, are, uh, we are bringing their son, hopefully next summer now, it was supposed to come this summer, but Marini's son will hopefully be coming next summer. So we can, so it, it, it's building what, what we did as is, 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 uh, what my parents did, which was co- cross-cultural exchange and, it, and it's, it's helping youth learn and elevate their skills. Um, so that's, you know, from a philosophical or that's an important thing that, that has been stopped because of the pandemic. So we want that to come back. And then, um, probably the biggest disappointment, uh, making cured meat is culatello. Culatello has broken my heart and uh, <laughs> we, have, we have thrown out hundreds of pounds of culatello, hundreds of
0: pounds. That Not easy to make.
1: Not easy to make. Not easy to make. So we 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 do an incredible copa. We do uh, an incredible lomo. Uh, Rocchioli. Uh, Tom Rocchioli has a wonderful Rocchioli recipe. We're, we're we're doing a Rocchioli lomo in addition to our lomo. Uh, our copas are incredible. We have a French copa, an Italian copa, a hot copa. But culatello is the one that uh, we are still... We are still not there yet. On so we. we need so to- your
0: wildest dream is to improve one of your meat. I thought it was going to move with Kathy on a desert island with, uh, with a Zinfandel and uh, a beautiful saucy soul, but I guess not.
1: Well, maybe when I'm 60. Maybe when I'm 60. But I. Well, already- we have another
0: 30 years to wait, right? Because we we are forever young. <laughs> so, Pete, we need to close on this amazing Zinfandel that you have. And you should tell us a few words and show us the beautiful label because we can find it at the Journeyman in oh. Hillsburg on the square.
1: I need to give it to you. Yeah, it's it's in our little shop um, in, in just north of the square in Hillsburg. And yeah, Jean Charles, we should get you some for,
0: for Oakville. It is this is uh, this absolutely venue. consider it done, it will be available by the end of the week. This is the
1: 2018, this comes out in September. Um, it is half Zinfandel, the other half is Alicante, Grand Noir, Petit Syrah, uh a uh, little bit of Mataro and um, Alicante. So it's half Zin, the other half is mixed reds, but it was planted, uh, turn of the century, somewhere right around 1892, 1894. There's five acres of it and uh, we call it the pearl because it was my mother's favorite part of, of her vineyard. And we make a hundred cases and, you know, Zinfandel in this area, um, it, its roots come from Italy. It's related to Primitivo, but here, the influx of the fog in Sonoma County buffers our daytime temperature. So it doesn't oh. overwrite. Like it does in other parts of the world, so Zinfandel in Sonoma County is to me the best in the world. Yeah, the by world. far, in the climate that we have. So.
0: Well, very exciting, Pete. I want to thank you so much for being who you are, because we haven't seen you in a few months, obviously because of all of this. And dear friends, I cannot wait for you as you're going to see the pictures now of. Pete's amazing facility, his dedication to love, his passion for quality, his incredible commitment for terroir, for family, for legacy, for continuity, for education. I mean, you heard he's very aspirational as well. So, Pete, I want to thank you so much for being with us at JCB Live. I cannot wait for us to visit physically again and uh, have excessive food, excessive wine. Excessive discussion because we live in excess with discipline, and that's what brings us together always. So, dear friends, the fabulous, the incredible, the most wonderful leader, Pete Segazio. Thank you, Pete, and Buonacera. Thank you. Buonasera! Buonasera.